Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Let the joint ride all the way out. It's kickoff day right here for Fantasy Football 2018. Hall of Fame game tonight. Beat the Fantasy Exec League tonight. It is the Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. This is the day we all been waiting for. It is time to kick it off. It is time to get it started. NFL 2018, Fantasy Football 2018. Coming up on the program today, we'll do some ADP battles. I'm going to get the homie Frank the Tank, Frank Stanford from the BFFs, to come upstairs and chat with him for a minute. Uh, you on the telephone lines, obviously, we got to get it rolling now because we got actual live action tonight, even though it's just a preseason game. 844-843-6879, the telephone number to get involved. I got you some updates on the... Fantasy Executive Blog over on RotoExperts.com. We'll get into that and break that down. ADP battles, training camp news, everything we can pack into one hour on this high holy day in sport. The pigskin, the Duke, it kicks off tonight. All in, kid, Jake Seeley. I'm pumped up, my man. I'm sure you are, too. Uh, not for tonight. No, I'm not. All right. I'm pumped up. The football's officially here, but I'm not pumped up for tonight's game. Jake, you got another giant shirt on today. Can we see this one? Hey, the logo's in the way. Oh, there we go. It's it's not much to it. It's just a simplistic one. All right, so it's a simple NY. The NY. There you go. That is the voice you hear is my man, the closer, Chris Ventra. Ventra, beat the exec league tonight. You stomping with the big dogs, and you got the first pick. What's cracking? What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Goon squad, what up? up? Tonight, big draft, big money on the line. What was it $100,000 first prize for, uh, for the overall draft? For joint. the overall draft. First, right. first goal is to win the league. Well, first goal is to do good in the draft tonight. You got the first pick. I got the third pick. Right. Then as we get into end season, the goal is to win the league in the regular season. And then you worry about the overall a little bit later on. So that's how we got it rocking and rolling. Yes, the draft for tomorrow night, we filled that one. That pussycat Bob in Washington he didn't jump in, called up here yesterday and talked all of that smack to the fantasy executive. When I look at the sign-up list, I didn't see no chump named Bob in the list. So I guess he wasn't really – he didn't really want that smoke like he was talking yesterday on the telephone. But those of you who did sign up, thank you very much for supporting. All right, so we're going to hop into some ADP battles today. Also, I want to look at – you know, if we can, in the last segment, see if we can wake Gabe up because I want to holler at Gabe – um, to talk about, because I don't know people that's going to bet, you know, sports bet on, like, preseason games. But something tells me Gabe Morrissey will. <laughs> yeah. Host of Game Time <laughs> Decisions that come right here on this network at 4 p.m. Eastern. So, Chris, if you could holler at him, you know, maybe about 20 minutes from now, see if you want to hop on the last segment, talk a little with him. That would be a good look right there. Telephone number, once again, 844-843-6879. Ventra, once Carton and Friends is over, my mm-hmm. brain is, like, always fried. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they just like, hey, everybody, well, what do you want to talk about on the Frenzy? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Just, just turn the microphone on, whatever. So to you have, you were so kind enough to help your buddy out and uh, come up with ADP battles for the day. Right. Throw out the first one. All right. So we're going to start it off hot and heavy, which something that, w- that they were supposed to go over yesterday on BFS, but they didn't. Gucci. Garoppolo versus Matthew Stafford, 93 overall ADP according to uh, NFFC. It's cra- it's, Who has 93? It's a battle. That's their, both, like, you know, that's their average 
ADP. Both of them is coming in with the average around 93. 93. Yeah. All right, so here we go. You got Gucci, Garoppolo, <laughs> and this. One. Yeah, I, 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 Jake, I know why you're giggling already. So I'm basically going to just get out the way of this one. You got Gucci, Garoppolo coming in around 93. You also got Matthew Stafford coming in around 93. If you, if I got to pick one of those two quarterbacks, I'm going to go with the proven commodity that is Matthew Stafford. Like Jake said last week or earlier this week, Sun finishes a QB1 year after year after year. Now it could be some trepidation this year. Maybe they run the football a little bit more of carry-on Johnson, LeGarrette Blunt, or who they think we are. I'm a carry-on Johnson guy. You got that situation going. He's got weapons on the outside and Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Um, for the most part, the offense is going to be the same. Jim, The coach is different, but Jim Bob Cuda remains. So, listen, I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. Don't get me wrong, what Gucci did down the stretch last year, Jake, was impressive as far as the wins go. But the fantasy hype might be more on a frat boy, bro type of homie that I can hang out with and chill with. Maybe that's driving his ADP up into the conversation of a QB1. But I'm going to take Matt Stafford. I know you are, too. That's not even a question. I told you last week when you were like, I don't know about Stafford. He's finished his top eight every single season except for one. And that season, I think he was still QB 14 or somewhere around there. The guy is consistently inside the top eight, consistently disrespected and underrated in fantasy. And then you know that comparison I gave you, just like Tony Romo before him. Tony Romo was a different reason. I don't see, I don't get why people aren't on Matthew Stafford. I understood Tony Romo at the time because it was all oh, the playoff losses, which have nothing to do with fantasy or the struggles at certain times at the end of it doesn't matter. Like for fantasy, he was great. People just didn't like Tony Romo. Matthew Stafford, for some reason, people don't want to invest in him despite being top eight every single year. I said, I gave you the possibility that he's boring, but you know what? If you're going to be boring as a top eight quarterback every single year, I'll take you as my boring league winning quarterback every single year. Jimmy Garoppolo is not just the fact that, as you said, everybody got caught up in the wins and the excitement with the 49ers, which I understand. But seven touchdowns, five interceptions, and if you actually take his starts, it's six touchdowns and five interceptions because he came in that first game, went two for two for a touchdown. Right. Their touchdowns just aren't there. And even if you want to say he takes a step forward in the Shanahan offense and they didn't let him do all of the plays last year, you still have to get to mid 4,000 yards and nearly 30 touchdowns to get to Stafford. That's a huge leap to make for Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree with all that, but... Just to counterpoint the, the seven touchdown thing and five picks, yes, that doesn't look good. But he threw for 1,560 yards in pretty much five games, full games. The other game, like you said, was two for two with a touchdown. So 1,560 translates to over 4,500 yards in a full season. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to do that, but he was on pace to do that. So he was averaging over 300 yards a game passing. Um, so obviously he could do that. His completion percentage was 67.4, which is very, very good. Um, like... Just the interceptions is the only thing that really bothering me. Now, you're right. Stafford is the safer pick. He's, the, he's got the higher floor by far. Um, but I think Garoppolo might have the higher ceiling overall. Uh, but I think right now it's about even because I think they'll both throw for over 4,000 yards, 4,000 to 4,500 yards. I think they'll both throw around 28 to 33 touchdowns. Uh, the picks might be the big difference. Uh, I think they'll both be around 10 to 13 picks. So... It's really more of a preference thing. You go with the safe bet, Stafford. I would suggest you do that. I'm not going to go on the Gucci bandwagon right Whoa, now and jump on it. Well, look at this. I'm trying to help the people. I'm trying to help the people. No, I'm saying. If okay, what you going to do in safer, your draft? You want to I'm going to go Garoppolo because, okay. because I believe in Garoppolo. I think he can be a great quarterback. I think he could be just as good then, as Stafford. Then, then tell better. the people to do the same thing and stick with it. But the safer that's route that's is, is Stafford. That's true. The no, safer no, route is Stafford. That's a better pick because Garoppolo's ceiling is Stafford. That's the point. I don't like, think it is. I think it could be higher. You think he's going to throw for over 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns? I think he could, I think he could throw uh, around the same yards as Stafford and everything like that. I think the touchdowns is the big thing. Stafford... Really doesn't have. He's got Goodwin and Garcon and Kittle. Where are the touchdowns coming? As those guys, yeah. And McKinnon and oh, out of the backfield. Those guys are going to make up 35 touchdowns. Come on now. Come on, you got to be. Why not? got to be non homer for a second here. And I'm this sure there'll, there'll be five or six touchdowns that go to random other people, or maybe he runs a it couple in. No matter who it is, you're going to give them each 10 touchdowns. Listen, get out of here. Stafford, it makes no sense. Stafford it, threw 30 touchdowns in the last. Six years, he's only thrown over 30 touchdowns once in the last yeah, six years. Look at how many years. times he's thrown for tw- – stop cherry-picking the stats. Look at how many times he's thrown for 28 and 29. And you just I know. extrapolated Garoppolo out 
which you should never do with players because 300 yards is also the fact that their defense was miserable and they were playing at the end so of the season. So you had to throw a lot. playing catch up mm -hmm. half those games at the end of the game, just throwing the yards out because it was basically Blake Bortles time for him. Right, right. No, I, I know. I'm not saying he's going to throw for the pace he was going to throw for. I'm saying he could throw for 4,000 to 4,500 yards. It's very realistic. And then the other thing is, like I said, you said, okay, 29 yeah, touchdowns, them, 24 touchdowns. Again, but Garoppolo could easily put up 29, 30, 31 touchdowns just like Stafford. Those, that's what Stafford does. You're saying he could. You're saying Garoppolo could, as his ceiling could be, what Stafford has already well, done. But Stafford's all over the map. Seasons. He had 29 last year. year before that, he had 24. Then he had 32. Then he had 22. Then he had 29. He's all over the place, Stafford. He could throw 30. He could throw 23. He's consistent. That, that's what I'm saying. T TDs are a very hard statistic to predict. It could, it could vary every year. So I understand that. But... Garoppolo could easily do what Stafford has done, especially in the touchdown department. Let me ask you this, um, Gucci. I mean, Ventrum. <laughs> Gucci. Um, the love for the, I, I mean, I, I get it, the Jimmy G. Now, do you think his production comes off of the 49ers are a good team and they're up and down the field with a good Kyle Shanahan led offense? And that's how Jimmy G, my son Gucci Garoppolo, is putting up these numbers? Or do you think the 49ers are overrated team and they're playing comeback and he's getting those Blake Bortles type numbers? No, I think that he's, I think they're going to be a pretty good team. I think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I think that he's going to throw a lot simply because of the fact that. Derek McKinnon isn't an ever, like a full workhorse type back, so I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball like a workhorse type back would. I think Garoppolo is going to have to compensate by throwing more. Uh, and I also think the 49ers defense could be decent, but I don't think it will be that great. So I think he's going to have to put up numbers to stay in the game. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games between 49ers and other teams. Right, 844-846-879. Chris Ventra, excuse me, sir. Give me the next ADP battle. Okay, let's go to the running backs. All right, let's go to the running backs. All right. Melvin Gordon, who's been dropping, versus Dalvin Cook. They're I'm, going around going, 12 overall. I love what Dalvin Cook brings to the table. Like I say all the time, Dalvin Cook last season when he went out, he was a leading rusher in the NFL inside of what would have been a great offense. I had Dalvin Cook in a lot of places last year. You know what, McKinnon and Lat Murray, they stepped in and did a decent job for the Vikings and for fantasy owners. I still think I would have feared better. I had a team that I had Zeke and Dalvin Cook on unstoppable the first five weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. Then after that, you know you know what the rest of the story is. Listen, I like Dalvin Cook. I love Florida State running backs, especially the kids from Liberty City. But the bottom line of the matter is Melvin Gordon is a proven fantasy commodity yep. in the same offense. He's going to catch passes. He has a nose for the goal line. He has volume, 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 volume. Like my man Matt Medica used to say, volume trumps efficiency. Give me Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Now, I don't think Dalvin Cook's a bum. I'm still in on Cook, Jake, but I'll take Melvin Gordon over Dalvin Cook each day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, I will, depending. I mean, I, I might throw a couple shares because I want to own Dalvin Cook this year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, as you always like to say, if I have to put a dime on it, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to take Melvin Gordon because it, the best example of – you're talking about volume trumping efficiency. Look at Leonard Fournette last year. Didn't even average four yards a carry. Was still inside the top 10 in 13 games because mm -hmm. they ran the ball just about as more than anybody else in the league. The volume is king here. And the concern that you have to have for Dalvin Cook, and this is coming from the guy that I said on town alone, if people want the next Todd Gurley of somebody who could jump into that conversation because people are already putting Saquon Barkley there, is I would say it's Dalvin Cook. But my concern is the Vikings. The Vikings are a playoff contender. They're a Super Bowl contender. The Vikings know they want Dalvin Cook if they're going to do that. Do they keep him in the 15 to 20 touch range for the first half of the season just to make sure that he's healthy throughout the entire year? All right, there you go right there. What you got, Gucci? Well, so, uh, same thing. Another classic case of what we've already seen, the pedigree of Melvin Gordon, the volume, the guy's been consistent, the safer play, Cook possibly, and I think the higher ceiling uh, over Gordon because – Last year, average 4.8 yards of carry in a small sample size. Obviously, the talent's there. Um, could catch passes, could do it all. Uh, I think the Vikings, but both these teams are going to, I think they're both going to get volume because I think the Chargers are going to have a very good defense. Uh, like we've been saying, I think the Chargers are going to be a very good team. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball a lot and rely on Gordon. And I think the same with the Vikings. They're going to be able to rely on Cook and run the ball a lot. So this is really just a preference thing. Do you want to take the risk and go with Cook and maybe get the higher upside and really hit a home run with that pick? Or do you want to go with Melvin Gordon, who's the more consistent, safer pick 
uh, and you know what you're going to get from him. Don't get me wrong. I love Dalvin Cook. I don't mind diversifying at that spot. But Melvin going to me, see, Dalvin Cook's on that turn. I think Dalvin Cook is 112 Two one. That's where I'm at with Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is like one eight one nine. They're dropping him though. You drop behind Fournette. Uh, ADP. I, F they. Yeah, F they. I agree. F they. They I'm don't. Just telling you. They don't know what they're doing. The fantasy executive know what he's doing. That's right. There you go. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's pop the seal on the telephone lines for the first time today. Excuse me. And let's go to Adrian in California. Adrian in Cali. What's cracking? Hey, what's going on, guys? Chilling, Adrian. What's good with you, my man? I just want to talk a little bit about some uh, deep tight end values I'm I'm looking at. Um, I kind of see the blueprint for these guys. They get hurt the first year. They don't do anything. And then they blow up the next year, like um, Jordan Cameron, Gary Gary Barnage, those kind of guys. So who who would you pick, um, Jake Butt or um, Rico Gathers? Uh, I would definitely stay away from Rico Gathers. Like I told you all a couple of weeks ago, the kid Blake Darwin is the man that's getting mm-hmm. the job done in Dallas right Darwin. now. Yeah, Blake Darwin. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Jake. Uh, Blake Darwin is the guy that's getting the uh, job done in Dallas right now. I saw where beat writer tweeted yesterday that he has been spectacular and this shouldn't be no competition. I don't know enough about Jake Butt, but if I'm looking at a Dallas tight end, I'm going with Blake Jarman. Rico Gathers not on my board right now, Jake. What's the, what's the rub on uh, Jake Butt? Uh, you could go better than Jake, but uh, I do like him. I've taken him in a best ball, but you could go much. You know, I love Ricky Seals Jones. You could look at Austin Severian Jenkins now with the Jaguars. I don't think you need to dig that far yet. Jake Butt has the talent. But he missed his entire rookie season because of the injury that I had coming from college. So mm-hmm. he's got it. But just like everybody else, he's technically, for all intents and purposes in this discussion, a rookie. And Troy Fumalgi from Fumagali is performing well so far in camp. Right. So I don't know that you're going to have a consistent tight end usage right. in Denver. All right, we, right quick before we hit out to the break, uh, Venture, what do you think between these tight ends, some of these late-round value tight ends? Yeah, you don't have to dig too deep for these guys. I mean, like, but also Cortland Sutton's getting talked up now, so you got another weapon in the passing game. I thought maybe if it was just Thomas and Sanders, but might get some real action, but I wouldn't take the chance. All right, here you go right there. When we come back on All the right. other side, T.I. Thursday, already rocking and rolling. When we come back on the other side, um, my man, my son, Frank the Tank, Frankie Stanford going to come upstairs, talk a little beat the exec league, talk about drafting from the early spots where those first four running backs are. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy on the T.I. Thursday. Let's get it cracking. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Hey, let it rock, Ravona. Yes. Roto Experts exclusive edge package for 2018. Now live and lit. You already know. All in KJX with the King Scott Angle. And then on MF and Fantasy Executive. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy Executive Blog. Right now live as a part of the exclusive edge package. Hmm. We use promo code All in Kid. You know what I'm saying? Or you can use Frank the Tank. I think by tomorrow. You can use promo code Frenzy. I'm giving you multiple options. You smell what I'm saying? Got Frank upstairs. Now. Oh, my goodness. I'm recording. I had the uh, record on the uh, my phone, my iPhone. The record thing was on. So I am. what I just said to y'all is now in a text message. <laughs> it looked pretty good. Back. Look, package 2018. Live and lit. Look at that. I don't know who Artie is, but whatever. By the way, Patriots sign Eric Decker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that just happened today. I don't think it just happened. 12.30. Yeah, well, like two hours ago. <laughs> hour ago. I do have some breaking news, though, and this is going to put a smile on the face of the all-in kid. How about this? 2018 
breaking news, FanDuel has announced that they are replacing Jake the kicker with an extra flex. Beautiful. This is where the fantasy industry needs to be. There I was you go. For the camera. There, that's the, there you go. I was putting on my hands for how long now? So thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what we've been doing for a long time. Thank you, FanDuel. Thank you for making it happen. So there you go right there. The kicker has eliminated from FanDuel. I agree with Jake. The kicker should be eliminated from fantasy football altogether, period. Mm-hmm. Some people think, well, in real NFL, they got the kicker. Well, in real NFL, they got offensive linemen and guaranteed contracts. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? None of us don't got that, so we don't need to be the same thing as the NFL. It's a version of the game. Um, oh, darn it. Can you try again for me um, in about 10 minutes or so, um, uh, uh, Bavona? I really appreciate that. Telephone lines open 844-843-6879. So tonight got to beat the Fantasy Exec League over at the NFFC National Fantasy Football Championship. Tomorrow night, got the FFWC beat the Fantasy Exec League. Got a couple more beat the Fantasy Exec Leagues coming up. Saturday, I go down to D.C. for the D.C. Flex, which is a 12-team PPR expert-style draft. Chilling out with the homie, the all-in kid, Jake Sealy, and some other cats around the entry, Michael Rathburn, my man Joe Dolan, and all those good buddies get down to D.C. Um, and, do the, and do the darn thing. Now, the problem is, each and every last single one of these drafts that I'm in so far, I got a top four pick. Tonight, I got the third pick. Tomorrow night, I got the second pick. Saturday, I got the fourth pick. So if you all stay on FNTSY YouTube's page, you'll see the great job that my son Frank Stanfield is doing, breaking down how you should draft from each pick. Now with me having three drafts, well, four drafts with all four top four picks, I got to bring Frank upstairs before he does the BFFs, so kind enough to give us a couple of moments to break down um, some of these things, that I, some of these different ways to skin the fantasy cat. So I tell you from the off the rip tonight, I got a third pick tonight. I'm Bell, Zeke, Gurley. I will take one of those big backs tonight. I will do that. One of the things I do like, Frank, though, and I've been seeing, and especially if in a PPR, if you got one of these early picks and you're an Antonio and you're an Antonio Brown guy, I know it's hard to pass on these top backs, but I think it's running back values in the second and third round where you don't really need one of the top four backs where you can say, you know what, let me grab A.B., lock me up 125 catches, and then I can come down to that round 2-3 turn, that 2-3 turn, and I can still get good running back values. Devontae Freeman lives there. Uh, Joe Mixon, who I'm not a big fan of, he lived there. Jordan Howard's in that area. What do you think, Frank, about bypassing in the early on, on those first four picks, those big backs, and going with A.B. and then putting it together in the second and third round? Yeah, I don't think that's a terrible idea by any means. You know, you're going to have to diversify here, Corey. We were talking about this downstairs. Even if there's players that you like a lot in the second and third round, I don't know that you are going to take those guys in every single one of your drafts because, yes, if they hit, it'll help you. But if they don't, then you're going to be stuck with the same guy on every single one of your teams. So you have to diversify a little bit. And that's what I've been doing with this, like, whiteboard series, who to draft series. At the fourth pick, I did one draft where I started Antonio Brown on the right side of the draft board, and then on the left side, I showed you what happened if you take a running back. If you take Antonio Brown, there is going to be some value there in the second, third round. Whether you like McKinnon, I'm not really on him. I get it for PPR. He could put up to 60-plus receptions this year, but he's never been a uh, workhorse running back before. I'm worried a little bit, but you're right. Devontae Freeman, even Jordan Howard, I get it, PPR, he's not going to catch that many passes. But, I mean, there is running back value there in the second, third round. If you want to pull that off, I have no problem doing it with Antonio Brown. Hey, Jake, I think the reason why I don't mind this, and I've seen, I, I think Jordan Howard is, you know how you, listen, what Todd Gurley did last year was phenomenal. Yeah. I think Jordan Howard is going to have his best fantasy season this year, Jake. And that's why I don't mind taking A.B. in that first, on that, in that first round and coming back with a Freeman Howard or coming back with a McKinnon Howard or something like that. You, are you as high on Howard as I am? I'm high on Howard, but I'm not high on Howard and the fact that I would pass on one of the top four running backs to take him and Antonio Brown instead. All right. Well, uh, uh, that's self-explanatory. I think, listen, I don't think he's going to put up 2,000 all-purpose yards. The pass catching is not there. I think the touchdown talent is legit, and I think Venture that he's going to also have an opportunity and a chance to be a lead three-down workhorse back. I know Tariq Cohen is going to get that work. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the guys that I don't like in that area, though, is Joe Mixon. Yeah, I don't like him either in that area. But just think about it realistically. Would you rather have Antonio Brown, Freeman, and Howard or whatever it is, or 
you know, David Johnson or uh, Zeke Elliott and Thielen and Mike Evans or Thielen. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Who's going what do you think right sounds now? better to you? T.Y. Hilton's going to be in the second. T.Y. Hilton's going to be in the middle. A month from now, T.Y. Well, Hilton's going to be. The third is, you, don't, you can't change out the third anyway. What you say that? Say that huh? You can't change out the third anyway. He just gave you two wide receivers versus taking two running backs. That's no. So the third pick is still Jordan Howard oh, for both of them. The, okay, the biggest, yeah. So the biggest question is Antonio Brown and then Jordan Howard or Joe Mixon or something like that, or is it you know one of the big four running backs and Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, the names that you mentioned. There you go. And you see, that's right. the point, and that's the point I want to bring to you now, Frank. Let's just say you don't want you do go status quo. I don't think I love Devontae Adams. I don't think he slips further enough down in the second round no. for me to go with Zeke Devontae Adams. You feel what I'm saying? I don't think that happens. Yeah, it happened for me in one best ball draft that I've done so far where I had the fourth pick. I took David Johnson, uh, and then Devontae Adams fell back to me in the second round. But I don't see that happening all that often. I think I got lucky in that draft. I don't think Adams, A.J. Green are falling that back that far where if you have a top four pick – in the second round, you're going to miss out on those guys. Then and you're looking at Mike Evans, exactly. T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Do you trust those guys? And if you take a running back with one of the first four picks, I would say in the second and third round, you have to stack up that wide receiver. Yeah, you have to go wide receiver, wide receiver. And in round four, they you don't. get like a, a Ronald Jones as your RB2, or you get like Royce Freeman in round five as your oh, RB2, something like that. I, I just heard Jake chime in right He said, pick. no, you don't. But what I want to, and yeah. I'm going to get to that. But yeah. what I want to ask you, though, let's just say I do go Zeke. I don't like Mike Evans, Adam Thielen enough to be like, I'm not going to pass on Antonio Brown. Don't get me wrong. I can pass. Antonio Brown is better than those dudes put together. Mike Evans has, you know, we don't know the situation with Jameis. Thielen, we still don't know with the new quarterback in town. So I'm like, why not just wrap up that number one wide receiver right there in round number one? That's the way I'm looking at it. It, But but now you do make the T.Y. Hilton point, right? And you know how I feel about T.Y. Hilton. I love T.Y. Hilton. Tonight, I might be able to get T.Y. Hilton, right? A month from now, T.Y. Hilton is not going to be there at 3-1. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I agree with you. I think he's going to push up into the middle of the second round, especially once we see these guys on the preseason field playing in games together with Andrew Luck. I do agree with you. You could do that tonight. I think T.Y. Hilton's going to start to go ahead of Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, all these guys. I have no problem with that. It's what combination do you like better, Corey? You like Zeke and T.Y. Hilton, or do you like Antonio Brown and Devontae Freeman? But if Freeman's not there, then you're looking at you got to pull Jordan Howard up the board or like a LaShawn McCoy, and I don't know if you I'm like that. I'm not so much McCaffrey worried about that second running back. I don't know if McCaffrey falls that far. I'm not worried so far. much about that first running back. I'm worried about that second running back. And I don't want to have to do what I did in the draft or uh, the mock where I pulled Darius Geis all the way up to 3-4. You feel what I'm saying? That's yeah, where I do that, that in a heartbeat. You, oh, Jake, you do that in a heartbeat. You, all right, break it down, Jake. I love that. I love that. We already talked about it the other day. Darius I, Geis is I, – I, I said Darius Geis over 16 games can do what Leonard Fournette did in 13 with Chris Thompson still doing his thing, and that's why I would say it would take 16 games to get Leonard Fournette's numbers for Geis because you have more of Chris Thompson being involved. But, again, he's going to have 16 games versus 13. Of what we're projecting today, if don't, oh, he could get hurt, too. Everybody could get hurt. The point being is those are the numbers, and Leonard Fournette was a top nine running back in all formats because he caught 30-plus passes, and Darius Guy can catch 25 to 30. But I was going to go back to the other thing. And That's what I wanted don't to hear. Ha- you don't have to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I have two drafts up that I'm in right now where I started Ezekiel at four, I actually, one, went Christian McCaffrey because it's PPR at the end of the second and then T.Y. Hilton and then Demarius Thomas. And I have another where I went the other way where it started off actually same thing, Ezekiel Elliott and came back with Devontae Adams. And then in the third round, I took Joe Mixon. And in the fourth round, I took uh, Allen Robinson. So you don't have to. I went two different ways, and you don't have to go wide receiver, wide receiver in two, three. I feel you on that one, Jake. Now, I bring the same question to you. And Jake makes a good point, but I think – I think the draft boards are going to start, not only in August, and we start to see these players on the field and when people are turning to fantasy football, the board's going to start to get tighter. Right. And those that Allen oh. Robinson in fourth is not going to it's be there. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be there. Yeah, no Hilton's going to be. Yeah, he is. Because how many people are you getting? Corey, he's going in the middle of the fourth round. How many people are you going to bump out? What are you going to bump out? I mean, look at the names in front of him. Thielen and Diggs and Geis and Collins and Fitzgerald and Cooper and LaShawn McCoy and Jake. Like, who are you taking? You have to bump out names, so then you just have a different McKinnon value instead fall. of Allen Robinson. 
I don't think McKinnon falls. Let me pull it up. Uh, go, you um, get, give me no, your. McKinnon's going in the second round. He's it, not falling. You don't think he'll he'll bump down a little bit? No, he's if, not. As they no. talk about Breida more and more. Okay. No, no, because the hype's so ridiculous that he's gonna. That best case scenario, he falls to the top of the third. Okay. Well, I really like that what Jake did with the Zeke McCaffrey, and then got who'd you get after that? That's what we're Hilton, talking about. Where he Hilton got Allen Robinson and Hilton the, Tamer- and Demarius. That's a great start right there. Th- yes, a great start. Last month. I don't yeah. think that start right is now, there. This is a current draft. Yeah. Right. Let me. I'll put I don't know. I don't know if Demarius Thomas. The thing is, can you bank on Demarius Thomas? And, I love or Allen Robinson falling to you in the fourth. That's the question. Because if you miss no, out on those okay. guys, then you're going to be looking at Golden Tate, and then you have to pull up some of these other guys up the draft board. Corey Davis, Chris Hogan. You have to pull these guys up no, into you the don't fourth. Have to go that far, Frank. Your your point's fine, but what I keep saying is you, you, the same thing that just Corey just said. They said you you guys are saying if they go earlier, then what do you do? The problem is if they go earlier, you have to move names down. I mean, that's that's my point is yep. somebody mm. else is going to end up being that value. It's not like they're moving up. There's still 40 picks before those guys come off the board, yeah. no matter if they're further higher or lower. So maybe you take Marvin Jones instead. Maybe you take Tyreek Hill or Brandon Cooks falls if you like him, which I don't. But I'm just saying Alshon Jeffrey, as long as he continues to get healthy, like there's options there that. People will fall if they move up. It's not like they're going to move up and your options are gone. I got you. In my opinion, though, I think that you have to grab that bell, cow, do it all, or all-purpose back in those top four picks because the gap between them and those running backs in the second and third round is, I think, much bigger than the gap between Antonio Brown and then a high-end wide receiver one. See, that's a, that, I, or, I, I or low-end wide I, receiver I disagree. One. Antonio Brown is the best at his position, Right. The Antonio, yeah, there's no question. Yeah, right. Okay. Let me let me let me address Jake right quick first. I'm in the draft I'm in right now. Then this is a draft with Ronus and some other. You know, I hate to say Ronus name, but this is some Doctor Roto <laughs> Bill Enright. This is some <laughs> cats that know how to play. You know what I'm saying? Should have got me in there. Allen Robinson went three eleven. Demarius Thomas went three twelve. Amari okay. Cooper went four one. These dudes. Okay, are, so now, okay. Now you know who did drop Jake? To be there, people. In the Jarvis middle. Landry. Yeah. Then in a PPR, he shouldn't be, especially with the Josh Gordon uncertainty. I was off Jarvis Landry. You know that. We talked about a few weeks ago because he's 100% relying on how many targets he gets. Mm-hmm. But at this point with the Josh Gordon situation, Jarvis Landry deserves to be in the middle of the fourth round now. So so you got yeah. that, you got that, Frank. So then Jarvis Landry is the player is the player that uh, Jake is talking about that drop. When, who else time on the board? I, when I, um, who else was on the board at that point? Well, let me tell you how it goes. So Jarvis Landry went to pick ahead of me. Now I'm going for my second wide receiver. I had to take Sammy Watkins. Wait, wait. Is Golden that's, Tate that, there? That's the group that I'm talking about that you have to pull up the board exactly. if you miss You're out. It's Sammy Watkins. Up. It's Marvin Corey Jones. Davis, Michael Crabtree. It's Chris Hogan. What was Golden Tate Funches. there, Corey? Golden Tate. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I would have taken on. Golden Hold Tate on. over Sammy Watkins in a Me PCR. too. I would take he, Golden Tate. Look, he, here are the guys that are getting pushed Golden down Tate the board, was, though. Golden Tate was gone. In oh, a full-point PPR, here are some of the guys getting pushed down that I see. Jay Ajayi, Not no one, Derek Henry, Rashad Penny. Yes, you can argue if he's getting pushed on the board, I'll gladly take him. But these are running backs that are getting pushed on the board. Sony Michelle, Josh Gordon. You don't know what's going on with him. Brandon Cooks. So you feel iffy about all those players, especially in the full point PPR. Derek Henry, Jay Ajayi. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't feel good about oh, that. Jarvis Landry, if he's there, okay, I get it in here's PPR. The, but Brandon Cooks, come on, guys like we're that, try- it's, no, no, it's no, worrisome. Listen, here's the issue. Mm-hmm. The argument you guys are making is you're trying to throw a blanket on this conversation. And that's what people on Twitter, when they ask us these questions, that's the problem they try to do. They try to predict the drafts and stuff like that. Obviously, if we throw out a scenario like that and the running backs are falling, you're obviously likely have to seen that in your draft and to adjust it to your draft. If your draft is going running back heavy and 14 of the first 24 picks are running backs, round three, the value is going to be at wide receiver. You're not right. dumb enough to say, I'm still going to take a running back and pull them up because now, to your point, Frank, instead of pulling up a Golden Tate, now you're pulling up an Alex Collins in PPR or even worse than that. Maybe you're pulling up Derrick Henry. So the point is, is like, don't throw don't listen to it like we're making debates about player roster construction, which is that's what the argument needs to be. No that's doubt. the point we yeah, need to be but, making for everybody listening is we want a bell cow running back, but you have to pay attention to how the draft is going. Right. And and, and Jake, let me hop in right here, Venture. And Jake makes a good point on, on that right here. Because now when I go back to this draft, right, that's it's a slow draft taking place right now. I'll give you the team that went the bell cow theory. Le'Veon Bell is the is the is the, the, the bell cow. Okay. The wide receiver one? is Mike Evans. The wide receiver two is Adam Thielen. The wide receiver three is Brandon Cooks. 
I'm happy with that. That's not bad, but what's the RB2, though? Yeah, what's the RB2? What's the RB2, Corey? Ronald Jones. That's not bad. That's not I bad. Would, I would take that every That's day. Not That's bad. not terrible. You could pull that off instead of... But I would listen to, to Brandon But, but Cook listen thing, to my but, team. And then with my team, yeah. I took Antonio Brown. I left the big backs on the board. What pick, I, what pick did you four. have? The fourth pick. Four. All right. I took AB. I came back. Devontae Freeman. Darius Geis. In the fourth round, the wide receivers I didn't like. So I took Sammy Watkins. I'm pulling Watkins up the board. In the fifth round, I'm looking at the wide receivers. Is the top of the queue is Jamison Crowder. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, the tier is gone. Two weeks ago, I was are, getting these. Ooh, those are both great options. I, 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 I but in the fifth round? But in the fifth round. You see what I'm saying? The board is getting tighter now. Now, to discredit what I did was I adjusted because if these wide receivers are pushing up, that means somebody else is pushing down. And right there, I got Zach Ertz in the fifth. Okay. That's great. That's a good point. That's great value. And that's how you adjust to the draft, as Jake was saying. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Now, yeah. your, your problem is just going to be a wide receiver. See, the thing is, once with you, Zach Ertz, I have a wide receiver. Nah, there, there's a I lot, know, I know, I know. There's so a lot you make of wide receiver threes that will come back to you in the sixth. Like, there's a chance some of these guys, Emmanuel Sanders, Pierre Garçon, especially in PPR, some of these guys are going to fold you. Like, Robbie Anderson, seventh, eighth round. Like, a guy that's being disrespected, in my opinion. There's some wide receiver value there in the middle. Randall Cobb, too, Corey. But I think right. what you were saying was that that tier in that second and third round drops off around there, and then you're going into that third tier of wide receivers or that second tier of wide receivers. You you. don't want that to happen, right? Thank you you very much, Frank. You head downstairs to get ready for the BFFs, 844-843-6879. Your telephone calls on deck, and we continue this conversation. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Final segment of the program. I don't think we was able to get Gabe on the phone to talk about this game tonight. I believe the Ravens are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I know it's – I've never put money on a preseason contest before in my life. I know Gabe has, though. So, I wanted to see if he had some thoughts on it. Nice-spirited segment uh, just now. So, we'll, let, we'll see how these theories play out tomorrow. Yeah, because we be doing the joint tomorrow. We'll see how these theories play out tomorrow after we have to beat the exec league tonight. So, um, Jake just what was that? What does that mean, Jake? I'm just Corey. I am like the phone calls. I keep like tell just Corey, don't put it into my chat because it makes the box pop up every single time. Oh, okay. All right, cool. There you go. I thought you were talking <laughs> I was just to me for a second. Fr- I wasn't sure if it was JP or who it was. So I was saying I am just Corey because I just the box every time they tell yeah. you who's on the phone, it pops up on my screen. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So there you go, right there. All right, now I got it. I think that's Bavona downstairs. Um, good. So good looking. It's all out. good. Out. I was just giving yeah. him a head. I was giving him a heads up until you called him out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jake. Though there's many different ways you can you can spin you can skin the fantasy cat and. When you're and Jake makes an excellent point. When you're in a draft, once you if you especially if you've done your mock drafts correctly, once you see something off, you got to think, okay, it's a it's a value hidden here somewhere, right, Jake? Right, right, and that's what I was getting at before. Is if somebody's being pulled up or a position is getting pulled up, there's going to be value elsewhere, and we can do this all day long. And as as much as you want to say bell cow running back, look, I started Hopkins and Odell Beckham in that draft. That I didn't want to do it, but yeah. I, I am the biggest proponent of bell cow running back you will find. And honestly, hindsight 2020, I would have gone back and changed one of those picks, probably mm-hmm. either Fournette or Cook, because of what happened for the rest of the draft. But I also adjust on the fly. I got some upside running backs. It is a PPR. It is best ball, so I could be a little bit more flexible with that. But the point is, you. this is why you have to go into the draft, and we get these questions all the time. This is Scott's favorite thing to say. Stop asking me who to take. Because people are like, well, who should I take or what position should I take at eight and when it comes back in the second round? We can say go running back wide receiver, mm. but depending on how the board falls, it, that might not be the best move to make. Right, but w- when you're in a draft, like you said, you're going to have to adjust on the fly. Like if, if Corey's taking Antonio Brown at four, he has no clue if uh, you know eight running backs are going to go in a row or if it's going to be five wide receivers and three running backs. Like he doesn't know. But what I do know is I have a dominant wide receiver one, so I don't have to live in that Mike Evans 
uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you don't need that. I don't have to live in that because I already got A.B. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, all I'm saying is when you got a top four pick, don't just go into their tunnel vision, I'm getting one of the big backs. Now, Jake says he's going to do that, but you can't draft as good as Jake. You feel what I'm saying? So you put well, uh, to, to, to Venture's point, though, Corey, is let's say you take Antonio Brown at four. So if your draft all of a sudden goes on a run, and you have a lot of people who want to go down the running back road, or there's a lot of people that are just more, especially in a half point PPR, even non PPR. And you start seeing all these running backs come off. You say Jordan Howard, you say Joe Mixon. I've been in drafts before where you come back and it's neither of those guys. Now you're looking at round two being Alex Collins. And are you really taking Great. Alex Collins yeah. in the second round? So to, you can look at it both ways. Is you, to take Antonio Brown, you're hoping that happens. And I, if I started Antonio Brown, Devontae Freeman, Jordan Howard, to what you just laid out, I'd be thrilled as well. The, the chances of that happening, though, all of the time are probably about 50-50, and you could end up on the worst-case scenario. And we'll see how it plays out tonight. But by the same thing, Jake, so let's just say those running backs do shoot up the board. Then that means those wide receivers drop. So give me Antonio Brown, give me Devontae Adams, and give me T.Y. Hilton, right. and I'll figure and it now out. Now your running backs are going to be trash. Yeah. That's true, so too. Look at my team. Look at my team. T.Y. Hilton was my third wide receiver. You my see? running backs are trash. <laughs> there you go. That's they- the thing. Uh, I feel like in that first round, you have a bell cow, whichever spot you have in that first round, wherever you pick, whether it's 1 or 12, you're going to get – you could get a guy that is a potential bell cow, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon at the end of the first round. Whereas wide receiver – you know, Julio's going in the second round. Julio could be the best wide receiver in fantasy this year. That's true. Eight, four, so four. you could get a receiver in the second round, a really, really, really good one. But at that back of the second, the way drafts have fallen now, those players have issues. Mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin has a knee issue. Mike Evans don't got a quarterback. I hate to say it that way. Adam Thielen, <laughs> a new quarterback. You feel what I'm saying? So, so he does have a I'm big on Thielen. Stop but. it, Jay. <laughs> you By know. the way, quick thing. Once again, now someone else comes out. North Turner saying it's very realistic that Christian McCaffrey could get 25 to 30 touches. So that's going to move him up the board. 844-8436-879. Let's start it off with Stephen in Massachusetts. We got to be quick on the hey, phones today, you? fellas. What's good, Stephen? We got to be quick today because I want to get everybody in before right. before we have to get off. So, All right. So I had uh, in the 12-team uh, PPR draft, I have the second pick. So I, I wanted to know, Corey, do you think I should try to get cute with it if, like, uh, Le'Veon Bell gets taken one? And should I just try going Ezekiel Elliott just for the upside? Oh, Ezekiel- or should I just be like, I'll just take Todd Gurley? Ezekiel Elliott could touch the football more than anybody in the NFL this year. So you're saying take Zeke 1-1? I'll take Zeke one. I have no problem taking Zeke one one. I can't do that. I feel you on that. You know what I'm saying? I'll take Zeke from 1-1. I take. I don't mind taking Zeke at 1-1. More than likely, I'm going Lev Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. But somebody's taking Ezekiel. It's been, out of the online championship drafts, it's been like six or seven of them where Ezekiel Elliott's been the first pick. Well, in a standard, that's okay. That's in fine. In PPR, it's going to be fine, but too. But PPR, you're talking about Bell, Gurley, and, and this guy, they're getting 70, 80 catches. Who's gonna run, who, who got the more, who can run for 2,000 yards? I mean, Gurley oh. can, and so could Bell, and so could David Johnson. All right, 844-848. Good looking out, Steve. 844-846-879. Eric is in Minnesota. Eric, what up? Hey, how are we doing? I'm doing well, Eric. All right. Well, my question is, you guys are doing the ADP battle. You got, uh, right now, you got Garcon, nine spots ahead of Funches on the NFFC ADP. You think it's spread out that much, or would you go Funches over Garcon, or wait around and uh, take Funches after? I go Funches first. I like Funches. What do you like, Jake? Funches, non-PPR, Pierre Garçon, and PPR. There you go right there, 844. You know what, Corey, though? We should make a bet on the show. You just draft all the Cowboys, Venture draft all the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, don't act like Zeke can't run for 2,000 yards and still catch 40 passes. You act like nobody else can and only Zeke can. I feel what you're saying, but Zeke is the... Zeke is a pro. Zeke is the type of back that can run for two grand. Le'Veon Bell is not going to run for 2,000 yards. No, he just total 2,500. That's true, too. I, that's true too. That's true too. I, tell you, I like the hybrid. Niners versus Cowboys, though. I'm probably taking Venture. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, good then. You know what I mean. <laughs> don't, hey, don't hate. By the way, Garcon's ahead of Goodwin in the in the ADP. You think this changes now that um they're saying that Goodwin is the top wide oh, receiver of course, on the 49ers? People overreact to the camp news. I know. I, I good, think this good, is good. a little too much, right? Two things is Pierre Garcon and Goodwin are actually very close to me in PPR. I would actually take Goodwin similar to Funches in a non-point PPR. But what's going to happen is this news is going to boost up Goodwin 
to where he should have been going. But Godin right now is a value. That's what I'm saying. This stinks because I was really getting him at a value. I have him like in every drift that I've done so far. Let's head out to the, Barba- the Barbados and holler at my man, Stefan. is so fine. Steph, what's cracking? Hey, how you doing, man? Chilling. I know you want to be quick. So I wasn't mad at you, but I was asking you who you would take the other day. You know what I mean? Like quarterback. But it's back to the dynasty question. Uh, well, I'm per- this is the first time doing dynasty again, but it's a super flex with, like I said, two QBs. I heard y'all talking about QBs and super flexes. How many QBs do you take in a super flex league? Do you take three or, or two? Minimum three. Like, I'm not sure how you... Minimum three. Right. Okay, and the other question is I wanted to get y'all thoughts on Anthony Miller out of Chicago. I'm feel, I'm feeling Anthony Miller. Um, I think he's going to be a, a piece that they use in that in that in that offense. I think the kid has some talent. We've heard some reports out of camp that he's picking it up pretty good. I think they brought him in there to be a nice compliment to Allen Robinson. I think the kid Kevin White is out to pitch all together. What do you think about Anthony Miller, Jake? I think he could finish as the number one rookie wide receiver. Uh, he definitely has the potential to. Uh, I would actually still take Michael Gallup. Uh, of the first question, real quick though, I actually did a super flex, but I only have two quarterbacks. Now both my t- quarterbacks are. St- I think it's if I don't. Oh, it was, I think it was River Stafford, just because of the value that was on the board. Mm-hmm. So in that case, something like that. I ideally, to Chris's answer, I want three in the super flex, but they, they were being way overdrafted. Where you know what? Those two guys on their bye weeks. It's because it was best ball too. Somebody's gonna fill in. If it's not best ball, then I'm I'm probably like more like Chris is like I definitively want to get three. True. If it's best ball, I can live with not having a third quarterback in a super flex because somebody's gonna pop off that we can get thrown into the rotation. Uh, for Anthony Miller, great landing spot. But the reason I like Gallup more is because he could turn into the number one for the Cowboys. As I've said many times, Corey, you know that. Yeah. Anthony Miller, at best case, at best case, he's getting to number two behind Allen Robinson. He still needs to get past Trey Burton to start. So mm-hmm. I love the landing spot, but we could be looking at 650, 700 yards and four or five touchdowns, which is fine as a wide receiver four or five. But Gallup has that upside where if he becomes the number one, he could be a wide receiver three. All right, 844. You good, Steph? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks very much. All right, 844-846-879. Let's head out to the D and holler at my man, Sean. Sean, what's good with you? What up, though? Chilling. Um, quick question. 10-team standard auction draft. Um, got keepers. I got Joe Mixon at 20 bucks. Um, lately, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get David Johnson and D-Hop off that. And then um, when I come back around for that other running back, it will probably be my flex. I'm looking at Derrick Henry, maybe. What y'all think about that? I don't I, listen. As you said, it's a standard too. Yeah. I don't mind uh, Derrick Henry. A lot of the other cats, you know what I'm saying, is not on Derrick Henry. They're worried about Deion Lewis. But you want to play him as a flex in a ten team league. I don't have no beef with that. It's kind of to me, it's like okay, they're like, oh, who Derrick Henry going to be in the timeshare? Well, half the league's in the timeshare. At least I know Derrick Henry's going to get half of that work, probably more than half of that work. Or what do you think a ten team standard auction, Jake? Derrick Henry as a flex. That's fine, but this is going back to the conversation before. I don't want to tell somebody yeah, to take a true. specific yep. player mm-hmm. because it might not be the best value. It, that, that's a fine. Like, I don't want Derrick Henry as anything more as my flex running back. I can live with that, especially in a non-point PPR or non-PPR. I don't know why I threw point in there. <laughs> but the fact is, what if somebody else value? Like, what if Alex Collins, what if your entire league just doesn't like Alex Collins for some reason? And I'm not the biggest Alex Collins fans, but if you could have Alex Collins over Derrick Henry as your flex. I would do that. the same yeah. price. I'm going to take that every single time. No doubt. And same same thing go with LaShawn McCoy. You feel what I'm saying? Or uh, Darius Geis. I don't know how to, your league is going to value these players. How much you looking to spend on a flex? Me? Uh, I'm talking to uh, Henry. Henry. I'm going to look at, you know, oh, yeah, like his draft value was like, you know, I don't think it's that high anyway. I'm not looking to spend over. 13 to $15. You know what I'm saying? I know you guys always say, if you know your league, you know how they draft. Yeah. I know these guys don't value Derrick Henry, and I know I could probably get them at a real good steal rate. Like, I'm not even going to try to – I'm not. if it comes up to me, I, I won't put them on the board to actually draft on them. You know what I'm saying? Until everybody spends that money. the way the draft is going. All right, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like you said, you know, you, know the, you know the cats in your league better than you do, so – Oh, good looking out, my man. But now nah, I don't got no beef with Derrick Henry as a flex in the standard. Yeah. But uh, you know, like 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 Jake said, don't tie yourself into it. I'd even go as far as to say I would plug Henry into a flex in a PPR. I, I, I would have no problem. I'm with that. a Derrick Henry supporter. I know, I know, and nobody else is with me on that. I'm with you. Thank you. <laughs> His mom is. <laughs> YouTube Goon Squad, holla at your boy. We out. You know what I'm saying? The BFFs be up next. But we still talking on the radio though. 
and we got Trenton in Illinois. Trenton, what's on? Oh, let me talk into the microphone. That's bad mic technique. Trenton in Illinois. Trenton, what up? Yeah, what's up? Nothing much. Um, I got I, I got two questions. One's about Jamison Crowder, and I saw where uh, like I read where him and Alex Smith, you know, they're they're starting to hit on chemistry right now, mm-hmm. in training camp and stuff. And I was I was doing a couple of mock drafts, and you can get them pretty late. And uh, I just want to know what, what you guys think about like what round do you guys think? Um, you know, should I take him in front of I don't know Josh Johnson's, you know, three picks or four picks below him? Josh who? Doxon. Uh, oh, Josh. Yeah, definitely Josh take Dox. him. You're definitely going to need him before you take Josh Doxon. Uh, right now, J.C., yeah, I, Crowder is living in the sixth, seventh round. A month from now, he'll probably be in the fifth. He's actually living in the be, yeah, seventh round of what I just think. took. Oh, really? See, yeah. and the one I was in last night, the, the slow I'm in right now, Doc, Crowder went in the fifth. No, well, yeah, I've seen him in the sixth and the seventh. Even. I mean, I took him at the top of the seventh, but it's the sixth, seventh. Either way, you're right, Corey. The value is going to start diminishing by the week. Yep, so there you go right there, uh, Trenton. What was your second question? Trenton? <laughs> I think he's gone. Oh, Trenton. Yeah, Trenton. sorry. You got to cut There you out. go. What's up? Well, uh, we we, yeah, um, we love Crowder. One. You got time for one more question? Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you guys see where Ron Rivera was talking about ideally he'd want to get him 25 to 30 touches a no. game since he gained some no. weight and some muscle. No, if Turner said it now, too. No. Yeah, you bring in C.J. Anderson, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's popping off the board now after that. Yeah, then let us. Oh, McCaffrey will be dead by week five. If they, give him that kind of <laughs> <laughs> they should not give him 25 to 30, maybe 20 to 25. I told you, everybody yeah, who's well, ever that, seen I, another team ideally. movie with the dude that got torn in half, that's going to happen to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but he's jacked now, Jake. Exactly. He's jacked. So he added six that pounds of muscle. Whoopie, dude. That's a lot of muscle to add. <laughs> you bring a workhorse in like C.J. Anderson, and I don't understand why you'd want to, you know, try well, to hurt your, you know, your. They're not. First it's round. coach speak. It's the it's the biggest version of coach speak. Exactly. It's training camps. Yeah. Coach speak. Two coaches said it now though too. McCaffrey's jumping off. Yeah, because the they're gonna back now, each other up. Kind of yeah, stuff. of course. You're right. I mean, I think he could get a lot of touches on him. I don't know about 20 25 plus. to 30. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to yeah. well, wait to, you know, a first round or second. I mean, if he falls to me in the second round, third oh, round. No, no, you second round's good. Yeah, second round is where you draft second Christian McCaffrey good. in the PPR and don't even trip it, off it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, though, but, I mean, if he's going to get. Who are you? Who, okay, you said you don't know, but who would you draft over him? Right. Who would I draft over? I mean, what, what, what's he going, like 20th on the turn right there? No. Well, he's, well, right, in most drafts, I'm seeing Christian McCaffrey go off the board as the 10th or 11th running back. Oh, 2022 overall. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 10th or 11th running back. Okay, well, uh, I mean, I, if he fell to me, yes, I'd probably take him. But I just don't know if I want to take a guy that's sharing with Cam Newton who's sharing with C.J. Anderson. But I'm, I'm trying to Man, figure who are you going to take over him. All right. Like, would you oh, take Jarek McKinnon around. over him? No. Would you take Devontae Freeman I, over no, him? Not, I, Devontae Freeman, yes, I'd take Devontae Freeman over him. Okay, hey, would you take Joe Mixon over him? No, I would not take Joe Mixon. Would you take J- Jordan Howard over him? No. Yes, I would take Jordan Howard over him. So you move, you, okay, so you move Freeman and Howard up over him. I don't have no beef with that. It's a standard league? Yeah, I... I, that, that's the thing. I, you can get a lead running back with Jordan Howard, or a lead back with Jordan Howard, Devontae Freeman. I know Devontae Sharon kind of with Tevin Coleman. That's just a third down change of pace back. But I, uh, I, you know, I'd rather have a workhorse like that if I could get them instead of. I agree with you, Freeman over McCaffrey. But you, Christian McCaffrey is a PPR workhorse, though. Why, why it, exactly? That that's the only thing. Like if he if he fell to me, I'd take him. But I mean, I just you know, I've never really. Been a, I mean, I've liked Christian McCaffrey, but I've never, I'm never, I'm not going to draft him in front of you know, if those guys are on the board. All right, the good look, good looking up, my man. Appreciate you. I don't see, I don't understand that. that Trenton feel like he got, wasn't feeling um, uh, McCaffrey. I think he's got like an end of second round pick, so he's got an early first round pick, and I think he's wondering like if he would should go McCaffrey. Like I always say, you know your league's better than I do. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. That's like go. a. If you if you don't want McCaffrey that bad, or nothing we're gonna say is gonna convince you. That's true too, Jay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who he was gonna put over McCaffrey so I could be like, Yo, son, what are you doing? I will say I'd rather have McCaffrey than Howard in the PPR though. I don't know why hey. he would want yeah. Howard over hey. McCaffrey. Hey, Ki Thursday had a good time. Enjoy the game tonight. If you in the beat the fantasy executive league, 
kicks off at 9 p.m. East. I'll probably hop in there around 8.45 p.m. East. We'll do our pleasantries, and then we'll have a good night watching football and drafting. See you later. Goon Squad, we out. Goon Squad.